One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Good movement and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a Movement by Laura podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through safer and smarter movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings around us. Today I discuss the forward fold. Seated forward folds are something I don't teach and I don't practice. I'm not saying they're bad, but there's a lot of reasons I don't do them. And you'll see that if you check out my new platform, Movement by Lara, where I have daily yoga classes. These classes um, are all in my style and my method, and there's a method to the madness. And it's an amount of time that's efficient that moves you in a variety of ways and that integrates you with your core. And I think you'll love it. There's a three-day free trial and what better thing to do than to give a gift of this to someone that you love. Um, There's ways to give gifts as well in the holiday season. So check that out and you will never miss doing a seated forward fold. I promise. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome to today's episode, a um, an episode that I've been thinking about doing for a while because I get this question um, asked to me so much, and it is why I don't teach and rarely practice. I can't even remember the last time I practiced them. Uh, seated forward folds. So I am addressing that today, and even if you're not a yogi, it's um, an interesting talk because it's I'm going to try and really explain the reason why I don't do it in a yoga, but also my my reasoning for how I pick the movement patterns I do and how I'm trying to be as efficient and as impactful with my choices that I make. So this could be applicable to runners or to, you know, gym, gym, I almost said gym rats, right? I think that's a positive word. <laughs> gym, gym people. And it's just if you have a certain amount of time in your day that you're devoting to a movement practice, I would just ask you to examine it and see if it is, it's quality versus quantity. It's a, it comes from the critical thinking lens and it also is overall, it kind of meets all the needs of the systems in the body. Meaning, are you 
putting some stress in a good way on the musculoskeletal system so that it will get stronger? Are you putting some stress, good way, on the cardiovascular system so it will get stronger and the and the cardiopulmonary, so your lungs also um, are getting stronger? Are you paying attention to your movement and your posture within that movement and the joint mobility within each movement? So it, even if it's not a yoga practice for you, you should still kind of take this um, conversation and you can extrapolate it to whatever practice you you are um, doing and just think, I have X amount of time that I'm devoting to my movement practice. Am I um, really taking advantage of particular movement so that it benefits me in all the ways or am I kind of just focusing on certain things? So for ex- example, let's just go to the gym people for a moment. We all know the the example that's given all the time of of the really weightlifting dude who has this huge kind of show, we call them the show muscles, right? The big muscles and then the skinny little legs. And it's this, you know, imbalanced um, shape that we see that's visual, but in, internally it's also imbalanced because if you aren't working the postural muscles, the core muscles, the they're called proximal muscles, they're closer to the, the bones themselves, if you're not working those and instead focusing and hyper-focusing on the show muscles, which are more, you know, um, ex- external, and they really are like literally sh- for show, then you're going to be imbalanced. And that imbalance doesn't just show up in your body look, but it also is going to show up in your body movement. Now let's go back to yoga and seated forward folds. So I'm not going to assume anybody knows all about a yoga class, but a traditional vinyasa class has a certain blueprint to it. And toward the end of class, there is a, a time period and it can be five minutes, it can be 15 minutes where um, yogis go into forward folds on their butt, um, you know, sitting down. And it could be a variety of ways of doing it. Paschimottanasana with the legs straight out in front of you and folding forward. Um, you can have the feet wider apart like a straddle and you can have one knee bent and one leg straight. And then there's all kinds of derivations of that with some lateral flexing, you know, your side bending your body and some with a slight twist of the body and, and all that. So there's different variations. Why I don't do these, um, so I did them for a while. So everything I don't now teach or practice, I will kind of almost uh, uniformly say that I did once do, at least I at least tried it. So the seated forward folds, I think here's the logic, which people would, would say, this is why they practice them. Well, it's starting to calm the nervous system down. You're getting down toward Shavasana from the standing um, postures and the vinyasa, the, the sun salutations and the movement. And you're kind of like going back down toward the floor and preparing for Shavasana. So it's a way to do that. That would be one reason people say it. So it's, it's to really work the nervous system and get it into prep for Shavasana. The second reason I think people would say that they do seated forward folds is they want a stretch quote. They want to stretch their hamstrings. They want to stretch uh, along their pelvis. They, people often don't know exactly the muscle area they're stretching, but they will will point to their low back and be like, oh, it's stretching here. So a lot of times they're looking at this as the almost an ideal way to stretch. 
And and it can go back before, again, this for, for non-yogis, but it could go back before you even practice yoga. You might remember in your early days in, in gym class at school or or on a team, you, you might've had these moments. I know I did. I mean, I ran cross country and we would sit and do all these, you know, stretches. And of course we were doing them half-heartedly with no attention to form. And guess what? You can kind of get away with that when you're younger. You can, you can just kind of do stuff and kind of lay lay over your legs and pulse and all that kind of thing. And I'm, and I'm not saying at all that you're there's going to be injury, but what I'm saying is there when we get older and we're not having as much time for most of us on moving all day, I want to I want to make sure that the movement I do is really the most bang for my buck. So what I started to notice is it felt like the seated forward folds were just a little bit like a filler. You know, when it's like you are making a, a like a, let's just say a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and you run out of peanut butter and you just don't have enough and you're trying to spread it on the the bread and it's like inadequate. So you just have to fill it up with more jelly, but there's an imbalance there. You're like, ooh, I don't have everything I need here. And I feel like it's a filler. Like people either run out of ideas, you know, the classes traditionally, when I first started practicing um, over two decades ago, every yoga class that I ever took um, and taught was 90 minutes. And that was standard. And that's still the case for a lot, but a lot of people are not, they don't really enjoy 90 minutes as much. They don't give themselves 90 minutes. So, cause you're thinking they've got to go to class and the class is 90 minutes. It could be like a, a two hour, two and a half hour uh, round trip kind of experience. And people are just not always giving themselves that time. And that's fine. So I'm going to assume that, you know, those, and I also feel like you can get a lot done in less than 90 minutes. I will say that. I don't think you need 90 minutes. So if you want to give yourself 90 minutes, give yourself 90 minutes. But I'm going to tell you, if you are efficient and um, and you have a variety of movement in your practice, you you really don't need that 90 minutes. And what I found is in the in a lot of the vinyasa classes that I saw, it did feel like that la- that like 10 minutes of seated forward folds or whatever it was was just kind of a filler. And um, I'm not saying it didn't feel okay or did or it felt bad. It just it felt like a filler. So this is where I'm going. When I started examining and creating my own style, so to speak, because I also really revamped the way I, I didn't do it like the classical vinyasa way because a lot of it made no logical sense to me once I put on my PT hat. Um, you know, from a physical therapy standpoint, some some of the poses going into right after other ones were just um, not a good idea, really not a good idea and not sustainable, quite frankly. So I just started almost not a blank slate, but I, I just regrouped it again from that neurodevelopmental yoga, I mean, a physical therapy lens and going through how I needed to reset my body and reestablish this this developmental stage where it's like we're on our back, we're on our stomach, we're on all fours, we're on half kneel. And after we do that developmental sequencing kind of thing in the beginning of my class, which I call the reset, I don't really find there's any reason to go and lie down back on the floor and do a bunch of stuff. Um, So I started just not doing these seated forward folds. And then what I noticed is in my students and in myself too, um, there were actually more changes in 
in um, mobility, in connective tissue pliability. And, and that would translate for those of you who are thinking, what are you talking about? Um, into being more flexible in the hamstrings. I actually felt more flexible in many ways by not sitting and doing a forward fold. And then I started examining it and, do, and looking at the research and talking to people. And then I have the biggest laboratory in the world, which is at a yoga studio where everyone teaches this method. So if you want to talk about real laboratory work, then this is it. It's where everyone is doing a consistent teaching of the same method, the same critical thinking, the same blueprint. There's a lot of creativity within it. But that and then seeing the change of my students over years, and some of them I've had almost two decades. So I can see that not having seated forward folds has actually benefited um, everyone, including myself. I had someone who could barely like bring her hands past her knees in a forward fold. Imagine just like trying to touch the floor and you're not even getting halfway down there. And now she can lift into a handstand. And we never sat on the floor and in a Paschimottanasana and tried to open her hamstrings that way. Let me tell you the physiological reasons why. Besides just like more bang for your buck, I don't feel any need to get down on the ground once I've been on the ground. The most effective and efficient way of opening up those lines is connective tissue um, pliability and therefore more joint mobility is through weight bearing. And that means if I'm standing with my feet underneath me and I go to the floor, fold forward in the very classical vinyasa way where we are standing in Tadasana and then we fold over into Uttanasana, which I don't even, I don't call it Uttanasana because I don't actually um, promote that. (laughs) I don't promote that either um, because I don't want you to release your head all the way like that. I I actually want you to keep axial extension. But the point is we're hinging at the hips and we're folding forward. Um, We are innately receiving energy from the ground. This is called ground reaction force up through the bones, the joints, and the surrounding connective tissue. And there is an energy there that creates an electric charge. It's a mechanical charge that uh, that influences the connective tissue. And it does it in a couple of ways. One, it's protecting at the joints because there's receptors in the joints and Every we have um, several types of receptors in our joints that give messages to the brain. Hey, I'm being pulled. Hey, I'm being compressed. Hey, there's weight bearing through me, and this is where I am in space. So it's like there's a lot of messages that happen, and they happen quicker and more effectively when you have weight bearing, um, because everything is essentially lit up. Like think about standing. How are we standing when we have gravity pulling us down? Well, we have the ground pushing us back up. And through that ground reaction force, we have um, activation of muscles around the bones, kind of hugging them to support them. So we, we, don't, we don't just kind of fall apart. So that's all being that all of that is to say that when we do a standing forward fold, which we do many in a, in a classical vinyasa class and is a very functional movement, we're going to lean over and get something off the floor or put something on our feet, or take something off of our feet, or wash our feet, or do over and over and over again, many, many hundreds of thousands of times, maybe millions of times in our lifetime. 
So that is functional. Functional means we do it in daily life. So it has an, we can actually extrapolate what we're doing on our mat into our life. Highly functional. And with that, we have some inherent safety um, measures in place. So those measures I was talking about within the joints, within the receptors in the joints, and within the connective tissues around the joint. When you take your feet out of weight bearing, so in a seated forward fold, you are losing that um, a lot of the, that receptor quality. Yes, you still know where your legs are in space, but you know them because you're really looking at them. There's a lot more reliance on vision, a lot less reliance on the mechanical receptors giving you that information back. And there is much more load on the on the um, connective tissue, all the way, meaning also your tendons. And when you have that load on there, meaning your weight, you're leaning onto your legs. What when we think, oh, that's such a great stretch? Well, it may be so. You feel it a lot, but you're not getting those safety measures in in place that would be able to handle that load of your weight folding forward. So um, I just think that if you're doing a ton of vinyasa classes, you're already doing forward folds. So it's so redundant to get on the floor and do more of them. We need a variety of movement. And it just, that's that's really lacking originality to get on the floor and do more. I, I don't want to ever speak from a place of injury. I don't believe in, I, I don't talk negatively about movement. I believe movement is so incredibly important. I, what I want is efficient, effective, sustainable movement and really smart movement. And smart movement is moving in a variety of ways, mobilizing your joints in the way they're meant to be mobilized and getting the most return on your investment of time and energy. And so that is just not a great investment, quite frankly, sitting and folding over. There's a lot of other better ways of doing it. So, and I know all of us, you know, no, nobody's sitting around saying like, well, let's see, I have five hours and nothing to do, <laughs> right? I mean, we're like, some people have a hard time get, giving themselves 40 minutes to do some movement. And I don't understand it, but I, I get, I have to sympathize with it. So I want to help that person who has 40 minutes and the rest of the day, guess what? They're kind of in a seated forward fold, folks. If you're sitting at a desk, you've already got half of the seated forward fold going. We don't need to sit and do it more. We need the opposite of that. We need movement, mobilization of the hips with weight bearing. So there is my long answer. I'm going to summarize it one more time. And, and like I said, if you're not a yogi and this is like less interesting to you, apply it to what you do. Are you, and I, so for instance, I have people who are horseback riders and they kind of come to yoga just as a balancing for the, the, the main passion is horseback riding. And they're really smart because they realize like I'm doing this one thing and I love it, but I'm doing it. And there's a lot of repetitive quality to it. And so I'm going to benefit myself if I do something where I move in a variety of ways. And that's, so whatever you are doing, whether it's at the gym or horseback riding or running or biking, where can you um, add some more balance to have the most impact on your body, the health of your body and all the systems like I was talking about. And that's why my yoga, I really try and move in a variety of ways. I add plyo because that's wonderful for your heart, your cardiopulmonary system, but it's also really important for your bone, bones, getting the bone 
um, matrix having uh, some compression on that, and that's really good for its strengthening. So examine all the ways that you are moving and then and making sure that are you getting the most bang for your buck? And not speaking again from injury, but from sustainability and joy. Is it redundant what you're doing? And if it is, do something a little different because that's important for your own growth mindset as well. And this is where I really want to encourage yoga teachers um, to think outside the box a little bit. We've we've really put yoga in a box and and somehow in that box, if if made it like if you do something different, then you are not practicing yoga. And for me, I always say the practice on the mat is 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 such a small percentage of the practice of yoga. It's how you are taking that into your life and being as a person in the world. Are you being your best self? Are you um, looking at the glass as being half empty, half full, or you're just grateful there's water in it? You know what I mean? Like, how are you actually practicing yoga? I'm much more concerned about that. And what I, I think I see, and I see it in myself as well, is when I see it in my students. And when you practice with that critical thinking lens and with that, I'm going to take this amount of time for myself and give myself the opportunity to move and feel and grow and expand and challenge in all the ways. Um, When you do that, you will feel like better movers in life in all the ways you need to be. So for seated forward folds, I just think they're redundant, they're unnecessary, and they're antiquated, quite frankly. They really are. Let's like there are things that are antiquated. The horse and the carriage, it's antiquated. It's not good for the horse and it's slow. We have automobiles. We're we're doing better with those. We're coming up with electric. We don't have to do the same thing over and over just because it's been done before. We are, we know that logically, but um we just get in habits, quite frankly. And so as a yoga teacher, examine, you know, are you teaching seated forward folds just because that's what you were taught? And you can, and maybe you'll say, well, they feel really great. There's, you don't, you can, movement is going to mobilize the the connective tissue more than sitting and folding over and and breathing. (laughs) So I'm pulling for you to get out of the seated forward folds Stand and get weight through your hands and do it in a variety of ways. And I have so many ways on my Instagram page, on my new website um, and platform. Every day is a new class that's available. And you can see there how I encourage forward folding. And you'll you'll really never see me sitting there and lying on the floor doing a forward fold. So um, think for yourself, question me too. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just saying, hey, if you've got a certain amount of time, do you really need to do them? I don't think so. Uh, so anyway, there's the answer. I hope this, I have received, I think, daily questions about seated forward fold. So I really wanted to address that. But it is a bigger question in that how are we moving in ways or how are we stuck in habits? And it's for our growth and for our potential. Um, let's examine each and every day how we move and then how we move in our life to better ourselves and to serve those around us who need it. So thanks for joining in. I'm sending you lots of love and hugs. Keep moving. Bye. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 